Hello and welcome to the Bringing It Home podcast. I am Andrew Brazil, the youth minister. And I'm Allison Carr, the children's minister here at Trinity in Utica. And this is a podcast where we hope to take Jesus and bring him into your home. And today I want to start off by asking you, Allison, Mm -hmm. how do you best connect with God? Like if you're feeling disconnected from him or if you feel like you just want to be with him, what's what's a way that God has blessed you with uh, just being able to come back to him easily? What's your way? Hmm. Uh, I am a big music person. I got the pleasure of uh, being involved in worship a lot when I was at school uh, during college, but just really found uh, that through worship is, I think, the best way for me to connect with God. I we're, I, we're blessed to live in an area that has like Caleb on the radio, things like that, that you can listen to easily. Um, but I think I've just had so many moments where a song can literally like bring me to my knees. Just that those words or whatever it is, uh, just, I feel like have a really, uh, special way of just really feeling like I connect to God through, through worship, through worship songs and lyrics. Um, I also am like weird with lyrics in that, I can memorize them really easily. Hmm. Um, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I think worship for me, uh, listening to, to music, and then um, having had to do this as much recently, now that we have a little one running around, uh, but I have a couple coloring <laughs> coloring books <laughs> that I got off Amazon. Hey, man, I'm with you right there. Yeah, uh, But they're uh, like scripture, uh, scripture coloring books. So a great way to like, really soak in, read God's word, um, but also like do some mindless coloring and just get God's word that way. So both of those ways, worship and, and uh, through coloring, you know, and you're never too old to color, but that's, I think, how I best connect to God. And sometimes also outdoors, you know, this is a good time of year to be outside, but yeah, mostly, mostly music, um, I would say is my way. How about, what about you? How do you connect to God? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, I think music god has just put in my heart and right now i'm uh, it's been out for a while but the hillsong united album people i'm still just going through mm. that over and over and over again i knew you were gonna say that one it's been on my it's been on my top album i, for, I feel like i've heard you and you and uh, our music we've been guy wasting. talk about it. oh yeah Absolutely. it's good stuff so that's where i'm at well today as we're talking about being connected with god um we're gonna be talking about habits that we get into uh, specifically these holy habits that Jesus and his followers have modeled for us. Mm. Um, and they set up so many examples for us and things that we can be doing, um, things that, that Jesus modeled for us. But today we're going to talk about four of them. Those four are being in prayer, being in worship, being in God's word, and serving others. And as we're talking about these, especially to our parents out there, something to keep in mind, if we hope for our kids to get into these habits, we have to be modeling them ourselves. Uh, kids, I, I like to say, have a BS meter a, a mile <laughs> long, and they can tell if they really value these yourselves or if you're just telling them that it's something that they have to do. So we're going to give you guys some tips on how to get these started in your own home, how to get these habits started, uh, both as a family and as you as an individual, because like I said, we as individuals need to be modeling these for our kids. And I'll tell you, even as church workers, Allison and I, we're not perfect at this. No, uh, We fall out of routine too. Uh, 
and I, I read somewhere that it takes anywhere from 20 to 250 days of doing something over and over again for it to become a habit that becomes automatic. That's an intimidating number, right? That's, but That's a month to almost a full year. Right, but that's <laughs> it averages right around 60 days. So if you're starting fresh with us today, if these aren't uh, habits that are in your wheelhouse, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to become normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, what's two months of work compared to our lifelong pursuit of God? It's nothing. So another another quick thing of encouragement to um, Allison and I were talking about uh, these habits will better connect you with God. They will uh, help establish this relationship more fully, but it will not earn you salvation. Hmm. Um, whether you're good or bad at these, Jesus has already earned that for you. So be encouraged by that. He has your back, even if you're bad at these things. Um, Jesus already earned that salvation for you. Yeah, and we're so blessed to be in relationship with God. And, and as I think of our relationship with other people. It's something you want to like build and grow and work at and so that's what these habits are for is we try to have that relationship like we're not talking necessarily about dating Jesus but in some way dating Jesus and spending that time with him and and being in, in God's word uh, to help us grow better and, and grow our spiritual lives more fully. Yeah, I always used to get really uncomfortable with that language of dating Jesus. But Jesus, like, like we are the bride, you know, of, of his. Absolutely. Like, like he, like that language is put out in the Bible. So mm-hmm. there you have it. So diving into these habits, then the first one we're talking about is being in prayer. Uh, Jesus, in being God, is God, still found it so important to go to God in prayer. Um, and he modeled that for us all the time, whether he was uh, going out on, on to the boat with the disciples and being alone in God in prayer, going up into the mountains and being alone in God in prayer. Um, but being with prayer, First Thessalonians says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There is power in prayer. Uh, the God, it's something that I'm just reminded of and something that I tell our, our youth kids we know how powerful our God is. He is everything. He created everything. Um, he is the most powerful, the all-encompassing, knows everything, yet he wants to talk to you, and, and he's fighting for you. Prayer is a tool that I feel like as Christians we shouldn't be able to resist. Like how awesome is that that we get to talk to the God of the universe? That's awesome. So it's a tool that we uh, want to be in. One a tool that we, like it even says, in, in all circumstances. I think we get caught up in like Jesus, thinking Jesus is like Santa in that like, here's my wish list. Mm. Um, but God just wants to hear from us about everything. God wants to just hear and know what's going on. And yes, he already knows. He knows what's going on. Um, but he wants us to go to him in prayer and, and share what's happening in our lives with, with others. Yeah. So as, as I, I'm sure a lot of you guys are already in prayer regularly, but we want to give you guys a few tips on how to raise the value of prayer in your own home. So Allison, what are some things that families can do to really uh, bring this up a notch? Well, as we talk about this being a habit, um, I think it's so important to, to make it part, make it a ritual for your family. Um, I'm, one of my favorite things uh, what, that we do with children's ministry around here, um, when I first got here, I would always close out our kids' connection time in prayer. Um, and c- very quickly, I realized, why am I the one leading the kids in prayer? Um, because if I ask for a volunteer, I always get a volunteer. Um, so to make a point to spend time as a family in prayer, I think it's a great way to either start the day or end the day or both. Um, as we talk about, like, in the morning, you make a point to you know, feed, feed your body, right? Eat breakfast. We also want to feed our souls. Um, 
so spending some time in the morning rather than the first thing you do check your phone first thing you can do is check in with god um so making an intentional time that you sit down as a family the vices go away the tv goes off um one way you can do this is like uh the dollar tree has glitter balls they're like balls filled with liquid and glitter um but you can do popcorn prayer as a family and that uh mm. mom or dad starts with the prayer kind of opens it up um but then passing the ball around the family to just give everyone a chance to share what's on their heart what's going on in their mind some of the things that kids come up with i think will blow you away just the, the heart of a child is it is an incredible thing but just to hear their heart and what they want to share with god so that's a tangible way to do that is to be in prayer as a family um doing just verbal out loud prayer together yeah yeah i I think um it's a great thing to have established times and even sometimes for for your family an established prayer um scripted prayer is probably the wrong word for it but but like jesus gave us the lord's prayer that's a powerful Mm. prayer that we can go to we know the words but we can say it together as a family so i encourage you guys to be in those i also want to encourage you guys to just find prayer outside of those routine times Um, when something a situation comes up whether it's good or bad or whatever bring the family together um you know moms out there say hey kids can you come in for a second i got something i want to pray about with you um, you know, if, if your little kid gets hurt, you know, go up to them and say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry you're hurt. Let's pray about this real quick. Or if, if they're stressed out or sad or anything, be the one that initiates that say, that's, that's, I'm really sorry about that. Let's, let's bring this to God. And as your families come together, I want to encourage you parents, rotate who's starting and leading that prayer. Moms, sometimes we, we can be more comfortable with leading prayers and, and dads, maybe you're the one being sidelined. Take that, take that step and, and start leading those prayers or maybe it's the other way around but allow your kids to see both of you starting and leading those prayers and if this is something that you haven't been doing as a family your kids might be really uncomfortable with this and they might really shut down if, if you call on them to pray right away so it might take a few days of you guys or even a few weeks of you guys being the ones leading the prayer asking them if they have anything they want to pray about and then closing off the prayer on you guys' own build into this and allow them to to see you modeling this so that they know what to do and that's the beauty of making it a habit. Yeah. Because the more that your kids do it or the more that they see you doing it, the more comfortable everyone gets. I know even as church workers, the more I have to get in front of a group to do something or pray, the more comfortable I get as opposed to, you know, cold turkey first time doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And then if this is already established in your home, take it a step further. Have your uh, your your children have siblings pray for siblings. If they notice that one of them is stressed out, say, hey, uh, can you go and pray for your brother? Go go over there and pray with him. And if that's something I wouldn't necessarily, uh, that would be a challenge for, for if your family hasn't raised the value of prayer in your home and that might make them shut down a little bit. But as this becomes more of a norm and as you guys start to see the power of this, um, that's something that we're going to be more comfortable with. So individually also, like I said, that's some good stuff as a family, but as parents, as we're modeling this, um, when you're stressed, when you're angry, happy, sad, whatever, go and pray um, and use those words in front of your family. Tell them, I need to go pray about this. Uh, I'm feeling upset right now and I need to go pray. Or, man, I'm really not sure what to do with this right now. I'm going to go pray about it. Make sure that you're using those words in front of your kids. It helps them to, to uh, see that this is important to you. And then go do it and go and pray. Our second habit today that we're talking about is being in worship. Jesus constantly was going back to the temple. The disciples were huge on meeting after Jesus ascended into heaven. And even Hebrews says this in chapter 10. And let us consider together how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another 
and all the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, there are so many things we could talk about with this habit, um, praising God with song, honoring the Sabbath, being in church, um, lots of things. So let's jump on in. Allison, what are some things that families can do? Well, right now we're obviously in a unique situation as we're talking about prayer, or sorry, as we're talking about worship now. Uh, this time that we are in, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we are still in the midst of social distancing and a lot of people still staying inside. Uh, so this idea of, of worship is a little different for us. Um, but I love that so many churches, and not, not just Trinity, so many churches, I feel like when I get on the internet, like uh, on Facebook on Sunday mornings, so many churches are broadcasting their services now, uh, which is incredible to see. Um, but I think as, especially from home, that um, I think it's important to still, again, kind of with prayer, making an intentional time that the family can sit down together and be in worship together. Um, whether that's, you know, whatever time the broadcast is. So for us here, maybe it's your t the 10 a.m. service and, and mm. whether you're coming here to Trinity or you're doing it from house, from your house. Um, but that, that is a time where you kind of make it, I don't want to say make it an event, but make it intentional in that, no, this it's is our time. It's set apart. Yeah, yeah it's, that it's, it's, it's set apart. That's what holiness is. It's set apart. Absolutely. And so we're setting this apart. Yeah. So that, that, that this worship time, even as a family, and even though it may be from home and maybe you're all in your PJs, uh, is still set apart. That it's still a time of, of, of worship and, and being in God's presence, um, honoring him, worshiping him. Uh, so like I said, so setting that time apart for you as a family. Um, and then as we also potentially and begin to get back into kind of normalcy or people coming back to worship as we look towards the fall and worship for the fall um we are we are blessed to have so many opportunities here at trinity to worship um, and we also have opportunities for children to worship outside of the family to do things like kids connection um, but i think it's so important too that kids Again, that mom and dad are modeling worship at church slash at home um, and that kids are seeing mom and dad and mom and dad are teaching their kids what it, what it means to worship as a family unit. That yes, it's great to send kids to Kids Connection and I, we'll continue to do that when the fall kicks off um, in some different ways, but it's so important that the family is also spending time together in worship um, in God's house as a family, not just separately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, like you said, sitting to, with your family can be a big one and, and allowing kids to see that model from the parents. And when we are sitting together, our actions matter in that if, if our kids see us dozing off in church or scrolling through our phone or dilly dallying or drawing pictures or whatever, our kids notice that. Mm -hmm. Um, our kids are, are, um, they're like, they're like hawks. They see everything that we do. Um, and so when they see you focused on, on what the pastor is saying and focused on what's going on, um, our kids notice that. Um, but we so but we also, you know, we recognize we, we both are parents of young kids. Yeah. Uh, and right before all this happened, you know, we were bringing our son to church and it wasn't always easy. And there were certainly distractions being in the pew with, a, I think he was three to four months at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something we wanted. We want him to see. We want, we want him to see us 
worshiping. And, and yes, it takes, uh, as he gets older, it'll take us time to, to really educate him in the middle of a church service of why we're doing what we're doing or why we want to have our focus here. And, um, and again, modeling that for him. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that we kind of struggle with is, um, just how we talk about church sometimes. Um, and as, especially as we get into the school year and as we get into extracurriculars and everything, um, things can get really busy. And sometimes we fall into the trap of talking bad about church. Like mm. I know we have to go, it's for attendance. Like we need to keep our attendance numbers up. When we start talking about church, like it's something that we have to do to keep our attendance numbers up. That tells our kids that we don't value church. We value keeping our attendance numbers up. And that's not what we want. And that's not what you what you're trying to express to your kids, but that's what they're picking up on. And I also want to talk about something that is a little bit controversial um, as it comes to extracurriculars and sports. Our God has blessed our kids with so many talents, but sometimes we let those come in the way of coming back to God. And when sports seasons come up, sometimes we get in the habit of skipping church altogether to make it to tournaments, games, or sometimes even just practices. And what this tells your kids is that church is super important, unless there's something else that we need to be doing or we could be doing. And then that's more important. Trinity offers a variety of worship times, like Allison was saying. And when you're out of the area for a tournament, seek out where you can worship for the weekend. This shows your kids how much you value worship. That's an awesome thing to do. Similarly, as an individual, uh, keep up this routine when no one's looking. If, if for whatever reason the rest of the family's out of town or if you have a Sunday to yourself or whatever, don't neglect your habit of coming back to worship, even if you're coming alone. Uh, listen to worship in your car. Sing that with your family when you're with your family. Um, and don't try to make God just a one-hour piece of your week. Seek him out wherever you go. Mm. That's what it is being in worship, following that habit. Uh, third habit we're talking about is Bible study. Uh, Jesus valued the scriptures. We know this. He was constantly quoting the scriptures. And I think often we fall into the trap, and even I fall into the trap sometimes, mm. of constantly misquoting scriptures, especially if I've fallen out of the habit of being in his word. Um, so families, how can we raise that value? I I love that. We are so, uh, I don't know about you, but I always have my phone with me. I, I think who, who doesn't at this point? Like we always, we always have our phone. And I think sometimes the thought of being in God's word seems, it feels daunting, or it feels like I don't even know where to start. It's a, you know, it's a huge book with lots of words. And I don't know where to start. So sometimes we don't. Um, and, and kind of as we talked about uh, prayer um, as a family, being in God's word, you know, we have Faith Five. We, we talk about Faith Five a lot here at Trinity. Um, it's a program essentially where it's a time for family devotions a time for you as a family to to share highs and lows to be in god's word um to talk about god's word and pray uh, together um, but we have our phones so often right on us um, i love the uversion app on our phone i know many of you have have used it before uh, but right in the middle of the uversion app there's a, a portion of it called plans and in that in the plans there are Thousands. Tons, just tons and tons of plans. <laughs> if there's a th if there's a Bible reading plan that you want about a specific topic, you could find. Oh one. my stars! You'll get lost in your oh, in your single topic. So many plans. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm working through uh, two plans. I have two plans right now. So um, one's called Grit and Grace, um, and it's specifically a uh, a series or a plan for moms with young kids. Um, and this is only a five-day plan. So it's five days. I'm on day three of it. And it's short Bible study. Um, it gives you the scripture first. And then it has reading expounding upon it um, to just really 
give me time, especially when my son <laughs> is napping. <laughs> That's my time right now. <laughs> he naps. Um, it doesn't take me a ton of time. Like I said, r- reading God's word can feel daunting, and, and it doesn't have to be uh, a marathon. Um, but finding a, a, a reading plan, um, another one um, I have done, uh, Like Arrows, and there's actually a movie based on that also called like arrows Uh, but it's another family plan that i've found um i am i'm on day six of day eight but it's been a couple of days since i've read it so i should have finished by now i need to get back into it right my habits even need to get back on track Um, but i love that i also love that you version has plans for kids Mm, um there's a couple that i've saw uh i read or i read originally the book by bob goff called love does um, he and his daughter wrote a kid version of it called Love Does, and there is a reading plan for that. That's a three-day plan, three days um, on the specific topic. I also like um, Orange has one called Focus, and that's a six-day devotional for your kids. And again, it's the scripture first and then kind of uh, expanding on that. Yeah. What a great opportunity, yeah. especially I think bedtime. I think is a great time for, you know, when we're little right now, we read our son books before bedtime. Yep. But I had a great habit for, for kids to kind of read into God's word through devotional plans. Like I said, version is a great resource for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that being in God's word as a family is so critical. And, and I hear it. I hear you. And as uh, I have a busy life and I know my son isn't in all the things that I know a lot of you guys <laughs> as kids are, it can be hard to get us all at the same table even for, for five minutes as a family every single day. And that's really what I'm encouraging you and what we're encouraging you is every single day being God's word together somehow. So if that is a challenge for you, all sitting down together, what I want to challenge you with then is to take it a step further and set up a reading plan for your family, whether it's through version or through whatever, but, but set it out for a week so that your whole family knows what you're going to be talking about that day. So... Um, if, if you catch, you know, your daughter uh, after after dinner for a little bit, and that's when you talk to her about it, awesome. Well, your son is at hockey practice or whatever. When you go to pick him up and on the way home, that's your opportunity to talk about it with them. Or, or even to take this further, um, just keep a Bible in your car. Um, mm-hmm. and know what your reading plan is, and so on your way home from practice or the game or whatever, um, they can read it out loud to you as you're driving and you guys can talk about it. And it doesn't need to be anything super long, just for a few minutes. More than did you read it, but, you know, what does this mean to you? Like, what what are you feeling when you read this? Do you agree with this? Is this something that you've read before? That type of stuff. It's good stuff. And as you uh, are talking about this, the Bible becomes more than just words on a page. It becomes a part of their life and a part of your life as well. And as we're talking about this as an individual then, um, be in God's word on your own, especially if you're not able to set up time where your whole family can sit together. Um, you need to be letting your kids see you reading the Bible in your home. Um, they might know that football is important in your home if they see it on the TV and they see you excited for game day. Let them know in the same way that the Bible has value because it's out, uh, it's open, and it's being read by you in front of them at home. It's good stuff. Our fourth habit that we're going to be talking about today, the last one, is serving others. And Jesus saw the value in serving the people around him. He was constantly going out of his way to to heal people, to love people, to forgive people, to lift others up. Uh, He died to lift us up. He's the pinnacle of what it means to serve others. And so families, we can raise this value in our home by getting into this habit as well. We are at a church that is very blessed to have a lot of opportunities to serve. Mm. Um, so we want to touch on a couple of those that, that are specific here to Trinity, but we also want to recognize that there are so many ways for families to serve 
not connected to Trinity. We want you yeah, here. Absolutely. We want you to be a part of our family and our ministry. Um, but you don't have to do it just just through Trinity. Um, so a couple of our ministries here, um, we have our SSS program, which um, obviously a couple of these are kind of modified right now. I do want to specify that, that things have been a little modified because of the pandemic and, and how we are doing ministry. Um, so if you do have any questions or feel like there's a way that you feel called and led to, to serve, um, we'd love you to contact us so that we can kind of direct you better. But we have our SSS program, which happens every Sunday after worship here. Um, McRest, this, this week is actually Trinity, the week that we're filming this, I should say, um, is the week of Trinity's McRest. And that's another program that is different this year. It used to be that they would uh, come to Trinity. Um, this year it's a little different. We're doing more um, asking for donations is kind of the, the route we've done this year. Um, but that's another opportunity that we have for families. And then also we always have opportunities, especially during um, holidays, during Thanksgiving, um, opportunities where we're collecting donations, uh, toy drive, the toy, the Christmas tree. What's, what's this about the Christmas tree? Uh, uh, blinking Christmas tree thing yeah yep, Christmas yep, yep, tree yep. thing the toy drive where we uh, are asking families to uh, basically families in need uh, purchased gifts for their family so that they can be blessed uh, during Christmas just like your family is, bre- is blessed um, but those are just a couple things that happen obviously here at Trinity um, think of Andrew I don't know if you have youth obviously and things yeah. that you've gotten to do with uh, your youth around the area, not necessarily just Trinity, um, but finding ways as a family that you can serve others. Yeah, and and part of that, when when you really take service into your own home, when you when you really raise the value of service, that means that you're going to be looking for opportunities to serve, even in unconventional ways. So typically, like Alice and I were brainstorming, when we think of serving, often what it comes to is either helping get food ready to give to people or just giving people our stuff um either donating something or or uh, giving them food which is an awesome way to serve people but there has got to be some ways um other than that to serve people right so be on the lookout whether that's looking into your own neighborhoods looking into uh what the need is in your own neighborhood and meeting that need um going out of your way to meet that need or, or seeing a family that's in need someone a family friend or whoever and just going out of your way to say hey i think that we can help um, help them with whatever is going on. Yeah, I just when we, you know, so often I, I told Andrew this too before we started. Just when when I think of serving, um, I associate it with with sacrifice. When we talk about serving others, really what we're asking is is for you to sacrifice something. And I think sometimes that that gets lost. Um, but as we're serving, it's it's not about us, and it's what we're willing to give up. Think of think of what God has given up for you. Think of what God has done uh, for us. Um, and how we can then translate that, serving others, sacrificing the abundance that we have, the, the life that we have, how we can sacrifice to live out and be the hands and feet of Jesus, um, and stepping out in faith, trusting that the sacrifice that we are making um, is for God and for his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that doesn't have to even be a, a big thing, thinking about sacrificing, like giving up the good seat on the couch or, or <laughs> the fun chore and, and letting you know someone else take the fun chore and you take on the chore that nobody likes or giving up the TV remote. Those are simple ways to sacrifice and serve others to let them be lifted up or being willing to get up early for something, take the longer drive or the longer shift in driving if you're driving somewhere harder or even right now kind of a, a being able or being willing to put on a mask 
even if it's something that we're not sure of everything that's going on, but with everything that's going on, being willing to serve in that capacity um, is, is truly serving others. And in your family, as, as you're seeing your family do this, certainly we can find ways to individually do this, but, but we read... Um, we read in Joshua 24, we, we hear him say, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Mm. It's not just I will serve and then people can see me, but me and my house. So really be finding ways for your whole house. Your house is a house of service. Your whole family is a family of service. Um, that's an awesome thing to get your kids started with now. And as they, they grow up, then they've seen you serve. They know what that's like. They know that modeled. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and and as, as well as with church, um, sometimes especially if you're going through the confirmation program or if you're going to one of the Lutheran high schools or any high school and you're looking to get into college, we know that service hours are often a requirement. Um, I encourage you guys, uh, use those service hours as an opportunity to get in the habit, but don't don't be uh, using the language of talking about, well, we, we have to go do this in order to get our service hours. That tells us that you, you're... Te- There's that no tells, sacrifice yeah, that, for that, service. That tells your kids that we don't value serving others. We value getting our service hours done so that we can meet our goal. Service hours are there to, to help us get closer to God. And so let's let's think about it like that, and that'll help bring us closer. Well, an opportunity to then start those service hours. Why, why stop them? If yeah. It's, if you're doing something that, you know... Yep. It's to start this habit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, these are our four habits that we're talking about today that uh, we're going to encourage you guys to get into. Try these with your families. Uh, Try them by yourselves. Get your kids involved with this and just see what it does to you guys' faith. Uh, I know it'll be hard, but I promise that if you keep this up, your faith will be strengthened and your heart will be more aligned with God's. We're going to go ahead and close in prayer, and then uh, we'll see you next month. Perfect. All right, let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, the opportunity to dig in. Uh, and be in your word, that we can go to worship, to praise you, that we can uh, be in prayer as a family, and ultimately because of those things and because of you, that we can serve, that we can be your hands and feet, Um, and all of this may seem really daunting, um, but help us to just take baby steps, to take little steps each day that hopefully can become habits as we not only want to feed our bodies uh, with food, we want to feed our hearts and our souls um, through through these spiritual habits. So uh, help us, bless us as we strive to uh, be closer to you, um, be closer to you um, by doing these spiritual habits. All this we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you guys next month.